Welcome to the Positive Switch podcast. I want to use this platform to share positive experiences and inspire individuals to make the connection I made a few years ago. One change is all it took to trigger a major shift in my life and I want to help you turn on the switch that will light up yours. With a struggling kick, I break out of my shell, ready to meet my mama for the first time. But there's no friend to call, or mama anywhere. All I see is a bunch of other babies hatching out of their eggs. This is where my story starts, alone, without a mother. I chose to use this extract from the video A Hand's Story, which can be found on YouTube, as it is a very realistic story, which you can listen to completely with the link I will insert in the show notes of this episode. This is the first day of any chick in the egg industry, but depending on whether it's a male or a female, his or her story will unfold differently and I will make it my priority to share their story as long as this one doesn't have a happy ending. Thank you for listening to this new episode of the Positive Switch podcast in which I will approach as accurately as I can and based on researches and my personal knowledge to explain to you what the egg industry is about. For a thorough understanding of what this one implies, I will divide this episode into the four main following parts. What is an egg? The process of making an egg? Standard practices of the egg, ind- the egg industry? Sorry and nutrition facts about eggs. So let's jump right into the first part. Hens ovulate for the same reason female humans do, to reproduce. If we take the definition from Wikipedia, reptile eggs consist of a protective egg shell, which is also called albumen or egg white, and vitellus, which is the egg yolk. And those are contained within various fin membranes. Those are the the fin particle that you can see, like the fin skin that you see around the egg when you take out the shell. In women, a mature egg is released from the ovary once a month. If it is becomes sorry, if it becomes fertilized, it attaches to the uterine wall and starts to form an embryo. But if this one is not fertilized, it will be eliminated. And that's what we call the menstruations. This process, which happens about two weeks before menstruation, when the, the egg is eliminated 
this is this process is called the shedding of the uterine lining and it's quite a straining process for the female body in chickens the ovary and more precisely the left one which is the only one that actually fully de develops is a cluster of developing ova also called yolks although chickens do not menstruate like women the cycle of creating and passing much larger eggs in comparison to their body size and weight might even be more physically exhausting, especially in mo modern hens who have been bred to produce unnaturally high rates of eggs. So to sum up, hens eggs are reproductive cycles, but not menstruation cycles like in women which aren't fertilized. Now let's get into the process of making an egg. And to give you an idea of, of how physically straining the process of laying an egg is, in nature, wild hens lay normally only about 9 to 12 eggs per year. If you take a closer look, it's almost the same frequency as women's menstruation cycles. Every month we have our menstruations, our periods. Hens lay one to two clutches of eggs annually. A clutch is a group of egg and they lay about two clutches of eggs annually per year. So with four to six eggs per clutch on average. Now in nature, hens' bodies could never sustain the physical depletion of laying the hundreds of eggs that they usually are forced to produce in egg industry through genetic modification. And it is a common misconception that chickens just naturally give eggs because modern egg hens have been intensively bred to lay about 300 eggs or more per year. And just to give you a reminder, hens do not give eggs. They lay eggs for themselves, not for us. But in the wild, chickens, like all reptiles, lay only during the breeding season, which is mainly in spring, and they lay only enough eggs to assure the survival of their genes. Now, if you want more details of, um, about the process of creating an egg, I will link the sources that I used for this episode in the show notes. Now, getting on to the standard practices in the egg industry. Let's start from the beginning. Considering the hens, after being produced, sorry, first starting with the eggs, after being produced by hens having been exploited for about 18 months, the eggs hatch in a sterile environment in crates and the chicks land on a conveyor belt. If you don't know what a conveyor belt is, it's a, a treadmill, you could call it a, a treadmill. Uh, it's, I would, as since I'm French, if I was to explain that very briefly and as 
accurately as I can, I would tell you it's a rolling carpet. It's a carpet that just slides and goes on. So the chicks land on this conveyor belt and it is the first day of their life. But on this very first day, and actually and sadly last day of their life, they won't see the sunlight, they won't feel the fresh air or even meet or spend some time with their mother. They are almost mechanically sorted out by factory employees who will separate the males from the females, both of whom the fate is already decided, decided it's already sealed. Females will lay eggs for the rest of their life in cages and the one day old male chicks will be shredded alive in a macerator on the same day of their birth. Female chicks have their beaks and sometimes even their claws sliced off by a hot blade without anesthesia or any painkiller in order to avoid them hurting each other out of frustration due to their confinement in cages. So just like in the dairy industry, the, the people working, the, the, the engineers who design all the different machines and mechanisms that allow those standard practices, think about they think on the long term, they know that these animals are going to suffer anyway, they know that those animals are going to be stacked on top of each other, they know that those animals are going to be crammed into cages and be under a lot of pressure and stress. So they know that out of frustration, the animals would hurt each other. So in order for them to not hurt each other, they hurt them from the very beginning of their life by literally burning off their beaks and claws. It's very, very dark and terrifying world that is any industry where animals are exploited. And these practices leave hens mutilated, stressed, and more prone to become infected with salmonella, which they pass on in their eggs to humans. If you don't know what salmonella is, um, I haven't done quite a lot of research on this, but if I recall well, it's basically a bacteria that develop um, due to some poor hygiene conditions um, in animal exploitations and that will be found in the flesh or secretions of animals and that humans can actually catch by can get from consuming the dead body parts or secretions of animals hens live mostly in tiny cages there are several hens in a cage that is about the size a4 this is like a normal sheet of paper size and they will be about five to 11 hens that can be crammed into one tiny wire battery cage. They cannot expand their wings. They cannot see the sunlight. They cannot breathe, breathe the fresh air or they even touch the grass. And because of the cages that are stacked on top of each other, 
it allows their feces and urine to fall onto their fellows in the lower cages. So picture yourself living, just, just take the example of a, a quite uncomfortable example. You are blocked in an elevator, in a, in a lift. And let's say this lift is about two square meter. It's quite small. And you are stuck there with 20 people, let's say. Um, that's you, you get kind of a feeling of, of frustration, of stress. You're, you're, a bit, you're starting to, to get anxious. And if you're um, claustrophobic, it's, it's even worse. And you're stuck there for several months. This is what hands are going through. So whenever you find yourself not really at ease, uncomfortable in an inconvenient situation, just picture yourself in the shoes of these animals. Just imagine for one second what they go through for several months. Because of poor conditions, many hens die in their cage and they're just left to rot in the same space of their fellows. In most industries, male chicks are shredded alive in a big macerator on the first day of their life. And this is why, if you actually take a closer look um, and just like observe pastures, fields, where you can see hands, well, you will, the chances, the chances are high that you will only see hens, so female chickens and not males because the males are shredded alive on their very first day of life. Male chicks are either tossed in trash bags to suffocate or shredded alive and the reason for this is because they cannot lay eggs because they are not bred to produce enough meat to be used to produce chicken meat. So this is a very standard practice that is common in different factories and whether they're labeled organic or free range, free range doesn't make a difference. The vast majority must be above 80% of all the eggs that you will find in supermarkets, whether they're labeled organic or free range, they use those standard practices. Why do they shred these chicks alive or why do they leave them to suffocate in trash bags? This procedure is quick and it doesn't cost anything to the industries for which animals' well-being is not their priority. And yes, they want to make profit. Whatever you might think that could ease your conscience, conscience that would make you feel better and less guilty about buying or consuming dead parts of animals or their secretions, just remember no matter which industry that is exploiting animals to sell them, their priority, their main goal is only to make money. It is not to care for those animals. It is not to provide them with 
care and love and respect it is only to make profit out of their cadavers and secretions that's it hens and chickens raised for meat end up in the same slaughterhouse and they're chained shackled and hung upside down then electrocuted and have their throat slit and then often they're scalded boiled to death because at this point at the point where their bodies enter the water the boiling water and they have been electrocuted and their throats lit in many cases in the majority of cases those animals animals are still conscious they can still feel again i i cannot imagine this for myself for even one second this is a, a type of suffering that we've never come close to this is millions of galaxies away from what we could ever imagine because we're so first we're we live in such a luxury and we're not really used to feeling a huge pain so we cannot come close to imagining what these animals are going through and I would say it's, 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 I don't wish to anybody to feel that kind of pain, but I would say it's one of the main reasons why we don't relate to these animals because we've never spent time with them. We've never tried to put ourselves in their shoes. And therefore it makes it, it brings a, a distance between us and allows us to have this, these limits, these boundaries between these animals to consider ourselves superior to them, to consider ourselves so different to them that we can allow ourselves and justify our actions and our our use of them we can only for us our moral justification is because we're so different from them at least that's what the majority of people think but let me tell you we are much much closer to animals that then we are different from them so when you buy eggs you are actually paying for the slaughter of hens it is estimated that about 45 millions of male chicks per year are shredded alive in the egg industry so when you buy eggs you're also paying for the shredding or gassing i mean let me correct this or um, suffocating of one-day-old male chicks. This is a standard practice and it is applied, like I said, in the vast majority of the egg industry, whether eggs are labeled organic or free-range. About 80% of the eggs you will find in supermarkets involve this type of practices, the different practices I mentioned uh, before. Hens are exploited or I could say enslaved for about 18 months to lay eggs. So it's not even two years. And then they're sent to slaughter if they're not already dead. When in comparison in nature, they would live about up to eight years. I will also provide the source for this fact. So when raising awareness about animal exploitation, I often get the following question. 
what about just keeping some hens in my garden and taking only some of their eggs once in a while for me to enjoy, for me to consume? Eggshell is mainly composed of calcium that hen biologically produce. Um, hens bio biologically produce. When eggs aren't fertilized and don't hatch, hens still need them as they happen sometimes to break the eggs and to eat them in order to get back the calcium that they lost in order to produce the eggs. So if we take them away from them, it causes the hens a lot of stress and they suffer from this calcium leaching that they won't get back. And this deficiency in calcium could lead to some health issues or even cause those hens to die. Hens are very intelligent and protective mothers. And chicks, baby chicks, whether they're male or female, can learn to walk within a day or even the first minutes minutes after they're born and studies have even shown that chicks can count. So even if we let the unhealthy aspect aside of taking eggs from hens and, and what it involves as, um, as a health impact on those hens, it doesn't require much knowledge to realize that hens are individuals with interests and rights of their own. We should be treating these animals as living beings and not as resources who are there for us to exploit. They are not goods or merchandises or producing machines. They are someone, not something, period. And now I want to approach the last part of this episode and it is egg nutrition facts. Eggs are loaded with artery-clogging cholesterol and saturated fat. About 70% of the calories in one egg is from pure fat. And also there's no fiber to be found in eggs just like in any animal-based products. Um, I found this extract as well um, on wikipedia and i quote due to their protein content the united states department of agriculture usda formerly categorized eggs as meats within the food guide pyramid despite the nutritional value of eggs there are some potential health issues arising from cholesterol content salmonella contamination and allergy to egg proteins so what i like about this passage is it seems it almost sounds like eggs are harmless for our health i would say that health issues due to their high content in cholesterol are not only potential but more accurately very likely to occur especially combined to a consumption of other dead bodies and secretions of other animals, like I already talked about uh, regarding dairy in the 14th and 15th episode. And as I did with the episode on dairy, um, 
at the end of this episode, after talking about the standard practices in dairy industry, I felt I needed to provide more information for people who were seeking to replace the animal-based dairy by a plant-based milk. And I wanted people to know where can they find calcium and other nutrients that are to be found in milk. And I wanted people to feel reassured and just to feel at peace that you don't have to stress and be anxious about where to find different sources of nutrients because you can find anything any nutrient in plant-based sources and it doesn't take it's not rocket science to, to just have a proper intake of different nutrients on a plant-based diet it is just so easy as long as you have a very a very diversified diet and if you think about it our the most common diets and and when i'm talking about this i refer mostly to an omnivore diet it, it it's quite a not a, a lame a blend uh, diet but it's it, it tends to become a bit boring and, and very repetitive and on in most of our meals when you look at omnivore meals you always find quite the same things noodles pasta steak eggs dairy eggs scrambled eggs boiled eggs meat sausage it's it's always the same recurring blend and and, and mostly dead foods and when you look at a plant-based diet it is such a huge variety i mean it could take you a whole year to discover every day some new plant-based foods and and even many years even several years and even now i am after th almost three years of being vegan i am discovering something new almost every day at least every week i am discovering new flavors every week i am i am going beyond my my cooking capacities every time i, I discover myself new creative talents and i come up with ideas that i would never thought possible in my mind if you had told me about several years ago before being vegan if you told me I was going to enjoy this rainbow of colors and, and different spices with a plant-based diet, I would never have believed it. And yet it's the case. And I am so grateful for it. My body not only is grateful for it, but also the animals that I was able to save just by switching to this diet. The earth is thanking you if you're vegan. Also, if you're vegan and if you're not active and not speaking up for the animals, I highly encourage you to do so because the only way we're going to shift this paradigm, uh, this huge injustice toward animals, the only way we're going to change this, change this, sorry, is by raising our voices for them. And if you want to know more about vegan activism, how to get 
to get engaged engage into it, I highly recommend you to check some of the episodes I made on that topic. Now, I just want to close this episode by, again, um, emphasizing the fact that animals are not here to serve us in any way. They are individuals of their own. Like um, uh, Jonathan Balcom said in the very highly fascinating conference called What a Fish Knows that you can find on YouTube. Animals are not only do they have biographies, sorry, they are individuals with biologies, but also with biographies. Each animal is an, an individual with a personality of his own of, or of her own. Oh my God, sorry. And there are especially individuals with experiences of their own and stories of their own, feelings of their own. Just like you and I, we are different from another, but it doesn't justify for us to inflict pain on each other and that will be everything for today i thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode i already thank you if you will give me some feedback and yeah i hope this episode was helpful in some way to you and i will say bye and see you in the next episode Take care.